0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Stuff That Matters podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you listening. If you're enjoying the podcast so far and you would like to support us, you can easily do that by giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. That helps us out, helps us to be recommended to more people, and we appreciate that. This week, Sydney and I have a little bit of a heavier topic. Uh, It's a little late, so I apologize for that. Um, We're trying to get this schedule figured out, but... Um, this week we are talking about addiction and just kind of the whole stigma around it, the mindset around it and the way people view it. Um, hopefully, this hopefully this conversation can kind of spark a little bit more interest in the topic and maybe help you consider a few more angles than you would have before or, or just really, I think our goal is to just just get the conversation more uh, more common and and kind of just change people's mindset about it because it's kind of a taboo topic to, Um, dive into and, and really consider. So I hope that this conversation opens up your mind a little bit more about it, and I hope that you enjoy it. So without further ado, here is the podcast. This Half the Matters Podcast. I'm Graham.
1: And you won't believe it, I'm Sydney.
0: Wow, same as always.
1: Always and forever, man.
0: Well, this is a a late episode.
1: That's all right, though, because we're human.
0: We're on vacation, which is why it's late. And, well.
1: It's not really a good excuse, though, because we could have done it earlier. We could
0: have, but. We don't have
1: a schedule, so.
0: Yeah, that's why it's late, though.
1: We're going to be better for you one day.
0: Yeah, we. Yeah, I definitely want to start putting more time and effort into the podcast because I really enjoy doing it, but it's just kind of hard sometimes to carve out enough time to record it and all that stuff. We just need to bake it. We need to make it like a set and schedule. Right. Ritual thing. Ritual. A ritual.
1: With the statues and candles and stuff. Yeah. Bowing down. Yep. Cool. Sounds well,
0: good. hope everyone's doing well this week.
1: Um, we have some pretty awesome content for you, I think. We are talking about um, addiction, and I think this is one that really hits home for us, um, especially since this past year. Um, and not just, like, addiction as it relates to, like, you suffering with addiction personally or someone you love suffering with addiction, but also, like, just it as a concept that we tend to not do well, in my opinion, to understand or encourage or love or support or whatever needs to happen, Mm -hmm. um, especially on social media. So I just thought it was a really important topic to talk about.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: And um, I think that a lot of times we kind of look at addiction through the lens Mm -hmm. of it being a concept, right? So this is if you haven't, if you don't struggle with it yourself, or maybe you do struggle with it and you struggle with calling it what it is. Um, or like you have someone that you love who who deals with it. Um, if you don't have that, like I don't want to say the opportunity of that, but if you want to look at it that way, mm-hmm. um, it's hard to look at it for more than just addiction. It's, I feel like commonly, this is what I hear people say when they don't experience anything to do with it themselves. It's just... A dumb choice to, you know, do drugs or whatever. And then they just never stop choosing to do it. And they are idiots, basically. Mm -hmm. And, um, again, we're not going to get into a debate or anything. That's not what this is about. I'm just saying that a lot of times if you look at it from a concept and you're talking about it as though it's not an emotional thing because it isn't for you, I think you miss out on the opportunity to really connect with people on a really emotional and personal level, um, in a way that you might not be able to otherwise, if that makes sense.
0: Right. Yeah. I think like you're saying, it's, if you don't have the experience, if you don't know someone or you haven't had any type of addiction yourself, it's just easy to right, just like really just dumb it down and make it into something super simple and super, one-sided one-dimensional
1: so obvious yeah the right just choice. like we'll just
0: don't do it like it's so yeah. easy to just say don't do it so yeah
1: and then of course like people debate about it all the time obviously like i feel like when i first think of addiction like me thinking of it personally like i think of people that i know who have suffered or died or um like people i know who are yeah. going through it right now but like I set my second thought is the fact that people always love to fight about it.
0: Mm-hmm. and that, Whether like, or not it's a disease or whatever.
1: Or a choice, yeah. Or oh, a choice, yeah. And it just really bothers me, probably because, one, like, I wanted to be an addiction psychologist, so I understand a lot of the, like, chemical imbalances and all that nerdy stuff that goes into it. But I, like, kind of get...
0: Well, you didn't just want to be, you, got, you have a degree in psychology, so, like no ba- yeah a bachelor's degree it's not like you just googled it a few times it's like you right. spent your college career learning about addiction so
1: yeah well yeah but i wanted to like like devote my whole life right to helping people like that
0: at one point right but like i'm just saying
1: i have some actual education <laughs> yes
0: substantial amount bachelor's Around degree, it.
1: and um i think that whenever I get upset about people fighting about it, it's really not about, okay, like, obviously I have a preference, but, like, it's less about the the fact that people are fighting about it but, and more about the fact that, like, like, let's just think about this for a second. Like, you're telling someone who just lost their brother that it was his choice to die. Like, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just saying, like, it's not about, you're making it about you wanting to be right or wrong. Right. When to the other person, it's just so incredibly it, insensitive. And it doesn't,
0: like at, like, at that point, you being right does not matter at all. Like, regardless, yeah. even if you do feel that in this, is this a hypothetical situation? Yes. yes. So in a hypothetical situation where someone just loses a family member to addiction,
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then someone comes in and says that says that it was their choice. Yeah. Like first of all, regardless, completely unnecessary. Even yeah. if you feel that way. Right. Like that, wow, thanks that me that helps grieving for my lost family member a lot easier. Like
1: thumbs up to you. Yeah,
0: exactly. I mean, and <laughs> in, in a more civil setting too, like even just the I don't know, just the like to me people spend way too much time trying to prove themselves right in like whether it is a choice or whether it's a disease and it's a like whether it's intentional or not like right the 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 fact is that addiction is real like regardless of if it's a choice I don't I mean I don't see how you can you can argue that as a choice like how can you argue that someone would just willingly choose to daily ruin their life knowingly putting like i mean some people are selfish some people are just bad people Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of people good people that deal with addiction and and they know that it's wrong and they're constantly aware of that constantly reminded of that by people like the one who would comment on the facebook post that it was their choice to die Mm -hmm. that like it they just don't understand that like i said like when you don't have experience with it you just water it down it's just like well that's that's their choice and you haven't dealt with it you haven't had a family member pass away from it you haven't had that kind of devastation in your own life where it's like no obviously that person did not choose to leave their family behind obviously that person did not choose to lose their job lose their marriage lose their relationship with their family like yeah it just, it, I don't know. It just seems, it just seems so sh- like so easy to understand that it's not just a choice. That it's more than, more than that. And 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 really, when people w- like decide that they're gonna believe that it's a choice, they're just ignoring literally, one hundred percent of the <laughs> scientific evidence that backs up the fact, like the fact mm-hmm. that it is not just a choice. That it's a disease, and that it changes your brain, and that it changes, like, like you said, like the chemical imbalances. It, it's mm-hmm. not just it's not just, oh, I want drugs. It's like your body cannot function without drugs. Your body goes into withdrawal. Your body is, like, dependent on it.
1: Right, but we're not we're not talking about that. We're not giving our political stance.
0: I'm not talking about politics.
1: I know, I'm not... But this isn't about whether or not it's a choice or not. I know. Like, I don't... That doesn't really matter to me. That's what I'm saying. Yeah.
0: It doesn't matter. I mean, I, I got off track a little bit. And you said that it was... A, Okay, well, (laughs) that's how I feel. If you were wondering, I mean,
1: I know I feel that way too, but the whole point. My own opinion. Yes. Okay. But the whole point is not that it's about the debate portion. Like, it's not about being right or wrong. The point is if you're trying to prove yourself right or wrong to someone who's clearly grieving and struggling with the fact that either they suffer or someone they know is struggling with it, then what's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I don't mean to be like rude, but I mean, you're kind
0: of being rude. So like, it's, it's not, it's not beneficial. It's not to about
1: you. That's the thing. Yeah. And so my question is, if you are someone who is trying to, um, not support, but like love on people who are struggling with something like that, whether or not it's a choice or, um, disease, disease uh, if you're trying to, love on people like that, then obviously it's more effective to put action behind mm-hmm. your political stance on the subject, you know? So, mm-hmm. like, if you want to love on people that are struggling with that, then go volunteer for some some organization that um, is helping people who are struggling with drug addiction. Or, you know, go spend time with... Obviously do everything in a really safe way because this, this is a subject that can get really kind of dangerous in my opinion pretty quickly yeah but there are definitely organizations that exist to help support and love on people who are struggling with that so i i'm just saying that's way more fruitful in my opinion than just screaming at each other over the internet
0: right i mean one (laughs) one place you could go volunteer is i mean almost every single town whether it's big or small has a homeless Mm -hmm. shelter or some kind of homeless outreach Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i mean chances are that there's a few people that are homeless because of addiction yeah not not, oh
1: yeah not that all population
0: yeah i mean not that all homeless people struggle with addiction or are homeless Uh because of addiction but i mean there's a lot of people that do lose everything because of their addiction so homeless shelters are a great place to start i mean portland is a tiny little town but we have a homeless shelter yeah and i'm sure they're not going to turn down somebody who wants to volunteer or go hand out food or just spend time with people Yeah. under like that kind of supervision. That's a really good place to start if you're looking for practical ways.
1: Yeah. And I can hear a few people in my head. I always think like of the most negative people in the world and how <laughs> I should respond to them whenever I'm talking. Um, but I can just hear some people saying that volunteering would mean that you're supporting their habits and not... You know what I mean? Like if how can you love on people... In the midst of their struggles without supporting their habits. Right. And I honestly don't know if there's a difference. I'm not an expert on supporting versus loving. I'm really not. But I do know that most people get into drugs because of how alone they feel. Right. And I can almost guarantee (laughs) that making them feel more alone probably isn't helping them out of their situation. So... By loving on people, I literally mean, like, asking them questions, hanging out with them. Talking to them. I'm not saying, obviously, you don't have to be like, hey, I love that you're a drug addict. Nobody said that.
0: (laughs) Oh, and you can even, like, I mean, like, spending time with someone or making someone who struggles with addiction just feel normal. Yeah. Like, hanging out with them. Oh yeah, not like just drawing attention to the fact that they're a drug addict or that they're right, whatever kind of addict. Like, I mean, I have, I mean, I have some kind of experience with addiction, not drug addiction. I mean, we talked about it before on the porn episode, but, I mean, it's so easy when you're dealing with an addiction to feel isolated and to feel Mm -hmm. subhuman.
1: Well, you isolate yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and to feel like you. I mean, subhuman, I think, is a good way to put it, like, below everyone else, because especially when you're dealing with it alone, like, a lot of people do, if it just feels like you're the only person struggling with it, and you're the only person, like, who, you can't talk to anybody about it, you can't be vocal about it, and then when you, when someone approaches you, or when you approach someone who is dealing with addiction, and, and just treat them like a normal person. Yeah. Like, treat them who's, treat them like somebody who who has something else besides addiction. Like... mm mm-hmm it's just so easy to fall in for people who struggle with that to fall into that mentality that like you are your addiction and when you yeah. willingly go out of your way to make someone feel like a human like they're more than their addiction and they're more mm-hmm. than their struggles and their problems because I mean truthfully everybody has their own their own downfalls Sins. whether whether yeah. yeah whether it's addiction or not yeah and and anybody can fall into that you are You are nothing more than the mistakes you make. That's an easy mindset to fall into, Mm -hmm. because I think it's just so natural. It comes so naturally to us as humans in our in our flesh to to just feel like we're nothing more than than our than our downfalls and our sins. And and when you as another human approach someone as just that as someone who's loved as someone who's cared for, I don't know. It just you you just won't understand the difference that it can make in someone's life until you do it. Or until you have experience with it because it really can can make a world of difference when someone knows that they're not dealing with something alone and they're not the only one.
1: I feel like I learned a lot about addiction and it's so funny to me now because it was like MTV, but (laughs) there was this show called Celebrity Rehab with Dr. Drew and I was like in eighth grade maybe. Maybe I was too young to watch that. I don't know.
0: You wanted to be a psychologist because of Dr. Drew. I did one hundred (laughs) percent.
1: Yes, he was like my inspiration, and that's not a joke. Like I knew I wanted to be a psychologist from eighth grade on, which is very rare. (laughs) Dr. Drew to find your career via Dr. Drew MTV. Awesome. But um, I just saw. Obviously, honestly, I didn't even know any of these the celebrities, so it wasn't even like that, but. I would just see these people come in and they were, they were a mess. I mean, like not looking good. And eighth grade me was like, whoa. (laughs) And then you'd see through treatment and you'd sit in on like the therapy and you'd watch the withdraw and it was very intense. Like now that I'm thinking about it, I really shouldn't have watched it in eighth grade. (laughs) But (laughs) as I saw it, like some people literally did not make it. Some Mm -hmm. people died. Some people quit treatment and died after that. Some people made it out. And honestly, I was just so inspired by the people who finished treatment and got better that I was like, honestly, no matter the amount that don't make it, like, I'm just I'm just here for the ones that do. Mm-hmm. Like, I just remember feeling like that. And that's when I knew I wanted to do that. But it to watch it on TV and feel like affected by it is just because I'm an emotional person, (laughs) right? It's not, it's not like every day you watch something on TV and it like stirs your soul to make a difference, you know? That's
0: you with This Is Us every single episode. Every episode.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not saying that that's everyone, but it was only maybe a few years later that I learned about the fact that people can be addicted to porn and that was through Graham and someone else that I was close to. And before I didn't really even think about addiction other than like through drugs, like even alcohol addiction. I was like, you know, some people drink, some people don't like you just, it's hard to understand and then to like watch Graham go through it and think like, Oh my gosh, he really thinks that he needs it. You know what I mean? Because that's like what addiction is. It's like having a dependence on yeah, something. Or, yeah. Like what you, we would need as food or water. Mm-hmm. Like I know I need water because I'm thirsty. I know I need food because I'm hungry. I know I need drugs or porn or something because... Your body is telling you that you do. My body is telling me <laughs> that I need it. Yeah. And to watch someone go through that was just like... so not even just someone like just someone you love. It's just like very, I don't know. It's really hard.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It's really hard to watch. And you don't want to be like, like I said earlier, you don't want to be supportive of the habit, but you want to be loving of the individual. And that was really hard for me, but I feel like it taught me a lot about what addiction was in order to, um, really be obviously like supportive. I mean, not supportive, but like, um, really like draw on that experience to help other people in the future. Yeah. And, um, did you want to talk about that at all? Like kind of talk about what it's like to actually be addicted. I don't I mean, have any experience in that personally.
0: I mean, it's, I mean, it, you kind of just, I mean, I think you could cover it with saying it's, it, it really is just for me. And I think for almost every single person that's addicted to anything, it it's not, it's not really a mindset because you know that the addiction is wrong, and you know that mm-hmm. the like craving for whatever it is, whether it's drugs or porn or freaking caffeine. Yeah, that's a, a little bit less severe, but yeah, <laughs> but like you know, it's wrong. But like you said, like it's literally a physical desire, like a physical need, a physical like. It, I I don't really know how to explain it, but. I mean, I've never been addicted to drugs, but so I can't really speak from that exact angle. But right. I mean, in my in my experience, it's it it's just your body tells you that like this is what you need to do, and even though your mind is saying like no, like it's not, it's wrong, you shouldn't, or I maybe mean, your heart's saying that too. But it's I don't know. It, it's really hard to fight. It's it's just a battle. It's a yeah. constant battle. It's. It's your body saying that's what you need, and it's your mind and your heart saying that it's not. And I mean, a lot of times the the heart and the and the mind win, but a lot of times the body wins too. The physical side, it I mean, it, a lot of times it's just too, it's too much to overcome by yourself, especially um, yeah. when you're by yourself trying to struggle with it. And I don't know. I think, I think like a lot of people are like you were before you. I think before you. I guess I didn't know that you. I didn't know that you didn't see other things besides drugs as not an addiction until you met me and, like, dealt with my porn addiction as well. But yeah. I think there's people that are addicts on much smaller levels, but I think almost everybody's addicted to something. Oh yeah. Like I said, caffeine. I think caffeine is just as much of an addiction as anything else. People can't go a day without having a Polar Pop. Yeah. like a, Or, I mean, a can of... Some people... I mean, you can see the severe sides of addictions like that. Like, I, I knew somebody who... Would drink a twelve pack of pop a day, like that is obviously something that's like,
1: right? That's an addiction because
0: not that's yeah like that's not normal and people are addicted to their phones. Obviously, you can't sit in a room by yourself without your phone. You're that's kind of a problem. Right. I think I think the I think a lot of people just put the word addiction with drugs and that's it. Yeah. And they don't really see the ways that every single person can fall into that trap as well. Right. Which kind of goes back to. How I think it's just strange that people will just casually run over the word addiction and just lump it into choice and then move on. Because like if you look at your own life in the smallest details, mm-hmm. you can see things that you're literally addicted right. to as well. Yeah, like, yeah. like I don't know. It's just people. People just push it aside and don't think about it. But I think if I think if you really sat down, each and every person and think about it, you could say this is my addiction and this is something that I need to cut back on or. I don't know, just, and, and I think it could help change people's mindset about addiction too as less of a, I don't know, less of like a scary topic as well. Because I think people are, it's getting, it's getting a lot better, but I think people are scared to talk about it too. Yeah. Because it is scary. It's a scary topic. It's, right. it's a big deal. It's not something, it's not, I think one reason maybe people brush over it so easily is because they know it's such a dense topic that it's like, it's easier to just forget about it than to dive into it and try to understand it.
1: Right. I don't know. And also, I think that, and I could be wrong, but immediately I think of, like, the fact that the, like, what we choose to talk about is a direct reflection of what we're struggling with, I think. So, like...
0: Like us or... Us. Me and you or just people? People. Okay.
1: (laughs) Us. Me, you, everyone. Um, Just as far as, like, if you write off addiction as, like, something that you can't relate to... And it's a total personal preference. I would venture to say that you're you might be afraid to look at that in your own life, you know? Yeah. Which would what's what's easier, you know? Just saying, that's you, can't relate. Yeah. Or, oh yeah, me too. Yeah. And that's kind of difficult to handle.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree.
1: And this was really, I think it elevated for us a lot mm-hmm. probably this past november um my cousin passed away from drug addiction and it was it was hard because he was clean like clean clean mm-hmm. for like a year and a half yeah and <sighs> i he was like 30 something like Almost he was 40 oh yeah you wouldn't have known it. He looked like 20s. Yeah. <laughs> but like he had been in the worst of the worst situations. I'm talking like like nearly dead
0: in a dumpster type situation like multiple times. Multiple times. Throughout he, his whole adult life almost.
1: He had a really rough rough time with it. And then when he was finally clean, I I didn't know him before that really. Like I just knew him as my addict cousin. Like, I'm going to be honest, like, that's all I knew him as. He was in jail a lot. He was in jail a lot. I, like, didn't know him. Yeah. And then when he got clean was when we really started to hang out with him. Not because he was clean, but just because he was around, you know? And I cannot tell you how much I loved him. Yeah. I mean, me and Graham were both very close with him. Yeah. He was an amazing person. Like, just, like, the biggest heart, super kind, super sweet, like, just... Oh my gosh. You would have loved him. Like if you would have met him.
0: Yeah, you couldn't not love him. He had the biggest smile.
1: So sweet. Such a sweet guy. And then when we, when I got the call that he had passed away, it was just like a total shock.
0: It was, it was like almost unbelievable.
1: Like I really thought, like obviously I knew what, it wasn't a joke because it was my grandpa that told me and he was crying. My grandpa doesn't cry, but like, I just like. It was so hard to believe because it was just so unexpected. Yeah. And honestly my first thought wasn't even that it was from drugs. Yeah. Like because what what
0: happened? That's like
1: <laughs> Wait, what happened to him? Yeah. Like I was like car accident, like I don't know. Yeah. Well, exercised I mean, a lot. He got crushed under a bar. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't well know.
0: I mean like when you called me. Like I had just got done running a race and then you called me and, and said he had passed away and I just was like, wait, what? Like Yeah. What?
1: Lots of disbelief. Yeah. Yeah. And we were both really, really affected by it big time because that was probably the biggest loss that I've ever had. Oh, yeah. For sure. Me too. Graham too. too. Like we haven't lost family members before, um, which is a blessing. But it was just hard for us to cope with that because he was such a big influence in our lives, like especially like spiritually and Mm -hmm. such a spiritual encourager, such an amazing brother in Christ. Like he was amazing. And so whenever he passed away, and I wanted to make sure to read this to you guys, if you're really struggling with the idea of how to like empathize with people who have like family members who are struggling with addiction or who have had friends and family who have passed away from stuff like that, I'm only reading this so that maybe you'll understand it a little more, like understand the emotional side of it. And remember, this is me as a very distant cousin, (laughs) like, like I was friends with him But I wasn't his mom. Right. You know, I wasn't his daughter. I wasn't any of the closeness of anyone who experienced him um, being like relapsing or um, like getting sober and then relapsing and getting sober and relapsing, going to the jail and getting sober and relapsing. Like plenty of people experience that. This is me experiencing losing him one time and one time only. Okay. Okay. So this is what I wrote. I don't know that saying goodbye is very important when someone dies. I don't know if it makes anyone feel better, and I don't know that it makes the memories more or less sweet. I don't think that it makes the time less painful, and I don't know that it feels more healing or destructive after it's over. But I do know that everything that happened before they died still existed. I know that the struggles and accomplishments are still known, and sometimes magnified, after they pass. And I know that saying goodbye just highlights all of the times that I forgot to say it before and all of the times I didn't go out of my way to say hello. And it makes me feel strange because before I could have seen them somewhere by chance, without intention, at any moment. That gave me a strange sense of comfort. Like I didn't have to try and they would still be there. And that felt like enough effort on my part. And saying goodbye highlights the lack of effort that was really put forth in relationships and leaves us spiraling into a whole mentality of never doing enough. And you know what adds just an incredibly heavier weight into the equation? Addiction, mental illness, just layers of the hopelessness and anger, just adds more confusion of who's to blame and where to place the frustration. Let's think about the dad who had to watch his son come so close to death so many times that he offered to go pick out a grave with him. Let's think about the daughter who had to grow up feeling unimportant and even worthless compared to a substance. Let's talk about the sibling, the one that couldn't decide between feeling hopeful and feeling helpless, choosing grace or choosing tough love, deciding the difference between loyalty to themselves and loyalty to their own family member. How painful is it to love someone enough to save them and to also know that they will never be able to see enough of that love to save themselves? To emotionally invest so much that you feel completely emptied, only for them to choose brokenness in the end, when genuine effort falls short to the point of death, only to leave you alone, staring at the pieces that they left behind. And I wish that's how it was. Instead, it feels more like losing someone who tried so hard to gain back what they had lost before. To have seen such genuine intention and accomplished milestones, reforming relationships and rebuilding trust to view someone with such honor and feel so secure in that relationship bound by vulnerability that had been shared only to be welcomed into a waiting room full of grief what can you say when you have thought what can you say when you thought that they had overcome the addiction only to choose death as the final coping mechanism honestly nothing there are no words that capture both the pride and the disappointment that my heart holds now Ultimately, I think that addiction had too firm of a hold on you in this world, so you chose to be with Jesus instead. I can't say that I blame you. I just selfishly wanted to tell you one more time how proud I am. I am still proud of you, and I still love you. And again, I really just wanted to read that so that you guys would kind of understand how it felt in that moment to have lost someone that you knew, but in a way you could never know. Like, like, even to have that person alive. Like, can you imagine what it would be like as, like, if you're having a hard time understanding and maybe you don't care enough to understand, which, you know, I'm really emotional, so I don't understand that. (laughs) But, like, to look at someone who's a mother who has a child struggling with addiction, how can you look at that person and say, like, you're... Your daughter needs to just choose a better life for herself. Like, that's not your place.
0: Or Yeah, or just, like, look at that and not care enough to know more.
1: Or even just judge it inside your head. (laughs) Like, whatever the situation is, it doesn't have to be super severe. It can be the mildest thing. Like, the point is... You cannot know what addiction is like until you're struggling with it. Truthfully, I could never understand what it's like unless I was struggling with it myself, and I don't pretend to. But to pretend, to know what it's like, and to choose the worth that people have is just absolutely ridiculous, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. And I definitely think that we can all do a better job of... Like, understanding, but also just helping in this situation.
0: Just attempting to understand, too. Like, just trying. Just trying to overcome the stigma of addiction, of drug addiction, of alcoholism, of whatever it is. There's just... It's kind of the same with porn. There's just such a big stigma around it. And there's there's such a, like, shame aspect. Like, (laughs) I don't know. Just, like, you talk about it and then you get your hands smacked with a ruler. Like, that kind of, like... Yeah. Better not. Better not. Don't touch it. It's dirty. Yeah. Better not flip it over. You don't know what you could find underneath. That kind of... People are... I don't know. It's just... People are just scared to... I think people are... People don't want to talk about it until they have an experience with it. And and until they, it affects them. And then they're like, well, shoot. It's a problem. Yeah. Regardless of what the cause is, it's a problem. And it needs to be talked about and people that deal with it need to feel like they're more than their addiction people who are affected by it need to feel like they can do something
1: realistically if you wanted to ignore it up to this point fine but now it's too big of a problem yeah it's just too big not to talk about
0: I mean the opioid crisis in the country is oh yeah out of control like it's it's getting too hard to ignore at this point I think
1: oh yeah and if you don't talk about it now then like what advantage do you have when you're forced to talk about it because it's your kid or your family member yeah, or your friend?
0: Yeah, I I, yeah, I would just... Yeah, you never know how it's going to affect you in your own <laughs> life. And yeah, I, I would just encourage people to look into it now, like you said, before it's sprung upon you and unexpectedly or you find yourself in the middle of it even. Like just... Uh, look into it at least <laughs> I really encourage you to look into it to try to learn more about it or just pay more attention to it I don't I'm not saying I'm not super super well versed in the psychology or the science of addiction but oh, yeah but I have enough experience with it myself and with my family and 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 that kind of thing that I don't know I, I just know enough to care and I know enough to to be sensitive about it and to I don't know just Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's a heavy topic. It is heavy.
0: It's yeah. It's a heavy topic, and I don't want to. I don't want this to be like a a downer when you listen to the podcast. But I mean, there's some 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 concepts, some topics that just kind of have to be just because that's the way they are, and they need talked about.
1: Oh yeah, but I don't think it has to be heavy. I think that I want it to feel like you need to educate yourself. You know like to know the truth about what it is and how to help Mm -hmm. because if you think that there's no way that you can help whether or not you have experience with it or know someone who's struggling with it there's always way always ways to volunteer and reach out
0: yeah absolutely it's it's worth it for sure
1: yeah well i hope this was really informative
0: Hopefully it was hopefully it touched you in some way. Hopefully
1: you weren't super sad. It,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's hard to talk about, especially when you've had experience with it, but definitely necessary.
1: Definitely necessary. Well <laughs> Well, we love you. We'll bring a big, exciting, happy topic next week. Will we? I don't know. We'll we see. don't
0: know because we're not that far ahead. <laughs> <laughs> we're struggling to stay on time, so Thank you so much for listening, guys. Like we said, I I hope that this has some kind of impact on you. Hopefully it makes you think a little bit more. Hopefully it makes you a little bit more sensitive towards the topic and has some kind of effect on you. Yeah. Positive effect.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: All right. Thank you for listening.
1: See you later. Peace out. uh,
0: Yeah. Have a fantastic week. Peace out. And if this is the last podcast you ever listen to, have a fantastic life. But come back next week. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.